0: And the number of the living series <laughs> are on the down of the West.
1: Seekers. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Secret Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy, the second with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are just by going to serviceofchange.com. Click on that big red button that says Get My Free eBook. I'd really like for you to read it. Uh, I've been giving it away for free for just about a year now, actually just a little bit over a year now. I'm getting some great results on it, some good reviews on it. So uh, please go check it out. If you enjoy the Secret Podcast, it's it it's the kind of starts the ball rolling for a lot of the stuff that I talk about on this episode of the Secret Podcast. I want to talk about off grid living. There's a lot of chatter. There's always a lot of chatter about off grid living tips, strategies, and lately we're seeing uh, a lot of articles coming across about it becoming illegal in many states to live off-grid. I looked into this. I'm still looking into this. Uh, You get all these stories that kind of punch you in the gut and really make you uh, get frustrated and upset. But I want to take a closer look at this because I, I don't think everything is exactly what it seems. But what is off-grid living? There's a big push to go off-grid. You hear it a lot lately. Uh, you know, and I, I take it back to you know the start of, of the uh, the prepper shows that we were seeing uh, a few years ago. Um, you, you know, just get ready, be prepared. There's a disaster, and I'm not against that at all. I think it's very important to be prepared. But I think we can easily lose our way in focusing so much on just stockpiling a whole bunch of stuff and then waiting for a disaster to happen. I think that the key is integrating survival into your everyday lifestyle. So you're not sitting there building that tension, building that anxiety, waiting for that moment to happen. Enjoy your life. Now, if you want to step back and look at some of the other shows I talked about with the influence that the energy that we put out has on those around us if you're constantly prepping with the intent of oh this is coming i gotta get my guns i gotta get ready to fight i gotta get ready to survive the worst well then there's a possibility that you are contributing to the problem on an energetic level again if this is the first episode you're listening to that probably sounds crazy to you Go back and listen to my other shows. They're on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. ServiceChange.com has an archive of all of them. I'm not going to get too deep into that stuff right now. To my other listeners, you understand what I'm talking about. But there is an influence that we have on that, and that's something we need to keep in mind. Now, I came across uh, a video earlier this week uh, shared by my friend Ray Davis. He's always got some great stuff. Uh, You know, Ray is the author of Anunnaki Awakening. And uh, he shared this on his feed, and it was uh, a video talking about living off the land is now illegal. Um, <clears throat> you know, and it really got me it really got me thinking just about what is going on uh, in this world. Is this stuff really illegal? Is it illegal to live off grid? You see different articles coming around talking about people being arrested. They always say SWAT teams came in with guns drawn now. In my experience as a police officer and in some of these videos that I've seen, I don't know that they're necessarily SWAT that's coming into some of these houses. Again, it's just a minor thing, but me checking this out... Um, You know, in in all these issues. I think when people see uniforms and they see a large number of police officers conducting a raid, they automatically assume that it's SWAT. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world today, and and I want to talk about this because I think here as truth seekers, as people that are trying to make a difference in the world, we really need to take an objective look at this and not just jump with the emotional gut reaction when we see that, oh my gosh, they're taking more of our rights. Because there is a movement to to, of, of dissension of subversion, I, I called this about 10 years ago, to subvert the American people against the government. Now, I'm not saying that the U.S. government is good right now. I think that they have a lot, a lot of problems. I think a lot of change needs to come to, to our government at every single level. Just look at what's going on in Congress. That's a prime example, you know, how they're bought, how they're fighting amongst themselves. Nobody cares about the American people. And how's that tie on the off-grid? Well, they're the ones responsible for dealing with the laws and things that we deal with. And again, down to the local levels. So uh, let, me, let me go here. I, I first came to an article uh, from Off-Grid Survival it's offgridsurvival.com and the title of the article is is living off the grid now a crime and i'll have all these links that i talk about in the show notes for this podcast episode at serviceofchange.com but it starts off it says apparently living off the, off the grid off the land and without government assistance is now a crime that can land you in jail and cause you to lose your home so you know and that's the theme that i've been hearing i've been seeing these videos that tug at your heartstrings talking about hey <clears throat> You're losing your home. They're they're living off-grid, but they have their alternative sources, but the government's stepping in and making them connect back to power. I'm having a tough time finding the whole picture. As an investigator going in, what I want to see is what specifically are they charged with? What you know, what ended up happening with, with that case, and what was the condition of the property at the time that, that caused the, the code enforcement or whoever to go out there. Now, I'm the first one that's going to tell you, I absolutely hate code enforcement. I hate being told what I can and can't do with my home. But we need to take a step back. You know, now I, I work in real estate now, and I've been in a lot of properties that are total garbage. They are falling apart, there's mold growing on the homes, they become a health hazard. So I, I think that these codes are initially enacted, and, I, and probably the intention of the people who enact them today is not, well, we want to get rid of these preppers. I, I think at the at the local level, they feel a sense of responsibility to maintain a certain standard within that community. I don't always agree with those standards, and I know many of us listening don't agree with those standards. I think we need to have a little bit more flexibility and freedom. But the problem arises when, well, what if your neighbor is trying to live off-grid? You live in close proximity, and they create their own electrical system with a homemade hack. And I've seen a lot of them online. I, I've, I've been wanting to build one myself. But the problem is, if it's not done properly... It can be a fire hazard. So now not only is that person and his home and his family at risk, but if it's close enough to you, you're at risk. If you live on a, in farm country, your farm, your crops, your livestock are at risk. So this is something that I think we need to take into consideration. I don't think the way things are going right now is the answer. But I think this is something we need to be thinking about when we hear these stories. Well, what was the status? What is the condition? Can we get some objective reporting? Because everybody's trying to sell stuff, myself included. I want you to read my book, but I'm not going to give you a skewed version of a story in order to do that. And I'm not claiming that's what happened here, but that's how I go into reading these stories and looking at these things. Uh, You know, the the article continues government officials across the country are forming so-called nuisance abatement teams to intimidate people into giving up their land and force off-grid homeowners to conform to the government's demands and hook back into the grid. Counties across the country are actually jailing people for choosing to live off-grid lifestyle. Now, I read that and I say, yes, revolution. Let's stand up. Let's fight. Let's not let this happen. But I looked a little bit further into that, and I went to really just a Google search, uh, and let's see. Let me f- let, no, watch me not be able to find it. Uh, ch- ch- <clears throat> bear with me here. I-, I looked. I'll have the link put up there. But for the what they called the uh, nuisance abatement teams, I looked it up into Los Angeles County, and no, I'm sorry. Uh, Fort Lauderdale Police Department, not Los Angeles County, Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale, I can't even say it, Fort Lauderdale Police Department, uh, their investigations division, they have a nuisance abatement team. And what it says here is the Special Investigations Division of the Fort Lauderdale Police Department has now made available the addresses of properties where nuisance abatement warning letters have been sent to those properties that are currently under the jurisdiction of the Nuisance Abatement Board. Wow, there we go. There's some credibility, right? They're now making it publicly available of these off-grid people. Well, this doesn't say anything about off-grid on the website. Uh, it continues. This site is in response to complaints from citizens. Regarding drug dealing and other unlawful acts that disrupt the quality of life through Fort Lauderdale's neighborhoods. has been created to help citizens of Fort Lauderdale neighborhood associations and landlords in deterring illegal activity in their neighborhoods by using nuisance abatement procedures. And it goes on to list, you know, what these properties are. It says, not all nuisances are addressed by the nuisance abatement teams. These include noise complaints, barking dogs, loud music, code enforcement issues, and other non-criminal activities. While these and other activities may be a community problem, they are not addressed by the nuisance abatement team. Again, I still haven't seen anything in here about off-grid being made illegal. Now, there is something that I still need to look up. Uh, It's a term, that the International Housing Law or Standards Uh, apparently that's what some of these states are falling back on to go after people who are living off-grid i'm not criticizing this phenomenon there's there's a good chance that these people are being targeted what i'm saying is in the reporting that i'm reading i'm having a difficult time finding the specific code that is stated saying it is illegal to have alternative energy that's my point here So in reporting this stuff, we need to have that type of information out there so we can better work around it. So if you can find these codes, and I probably can. I I only spent about 30 minutes doing research this morning because I have a lot going on today. But if you can find those codes, we need to be aware of them. And there's a reason why we need to be aware of them because if we can understand the law, we know how to work with it, we know how to work around it. So here's the thing. I would love to go off-grid. And be, be completely independent of power because my electric bill, my energy bill is killing me. It is killing my family. Last year I had installed a wood stove to try to offset my heating bill because my heating bill two years ago was $1,000 a month. I can't afford that. And that's very frustrating to me, knowing that there are, are sources of energy out there that are basically free. I'd rather spend five ten thousand $10,000 and install a self-sufficient system then have to pay a monthly $1,000 a month, $500 a month for the rest of my life. That, to me, is total freedom, and that's something that we all need to be working toward. But there's ways to do it, and I get it. It sounds like a lot of these communities are being targeted and and the government stepping in and coming after them, and and you hear about it. There's one uh, about the man who was arrested for collecting rainwater. This is from yournewswire.com, and they linked to uh, cnsnews.com. Gary Harrington of Eagle Point, Oregon, says he plans to appeal his conviction in Jackson County, Oregon, Circuit Court on nine misdemeanor charges under 1925 law of having what state water managers called three illegal reservoirs on his property and for filling the reservoirs with rainwater and snow runoff. Now, this article has some tangible facts on there. It has some things that you can research a little bit better and say, okay, yeah, this guy got arrested because he collected rainwater. Well, he has three ponds on his, uh, what is it, 170 acres of land. So it's frustrating. <clears throat> it's frustrating that the man, on face value, the headline that punches you in the gut, it's frustrating that this man has been arrested for collecting rainwater. It should be a public right to collect rainwater. The government should not have a right to collect rainwater. But here's something that we need to think about. Number one, I'm going to ask the question, are we responsible enough to to regulate this on our own, to share the wealth with people. What happens when someone lives upstream? The stream runs on their property, and they start gathering that water off the stream because it rains into the stream, and they have a runoff that comes in. And Now that stream water, that runoff doesn't make it down to, and filter to the rest of the community who now doesn't get the water because now we have, if we have no more public water. That's problem number one. So we have to trust that mankind is going to, our community members are going to be mature enough, responsible enough, compassionate enough to only take what they need. Or if they have more than they need, they're going to share it without charging you for it. So that's, that's an issue there. And I think that, again, this is why some of this stuff is designed, because you get people who start hoarding stuff that then does have an effect on the rest of the community. Now, again, I'm not saying government interference is the answer, but that's the system that was created. What can we do better? Again, I think that if you're collecting water... Be responsible. Don't collect more than you need. Don't collect more than you're going to use. Yes, it's good to have water for an emergency. It's good to be able... I have rain barrels on my property. I know that if if a, if a crisis hits and the power goes out and the running water is shut off... I have a means of collecting water, I have lakes within close proximity, I have a water filter, a, a gravity-fed water filter, I'm able to walk to the lake, grab two buckets of water and dump that into my gravity filter and have two days worth of drinking water if I need it. I have a plan for my survival if something happens, if something goes wrong. I can sustain that for a while. I don't have three ponds on my property, I don't have a huge property, I have half an acre property. so. It, it just things to think about. You know, we want this freedom, we want this independence. I want it. There is resistance. Now we know that there's resistance from the energy companies, from the power companies. They're keeping us hostage among this, and I am against that. I think that the prices are too high. I think that they're monopolizing these these industries. Even though we have the freedom to choose our energy provider, we're still paying more money than we need because this st- should be free. I can understand us paying for the installation of a of a uh, of an energy efficient system. Because that's labor intensive. There's supplies, there's materials, but to have to hook up to a grid, I just I think we can do better. We can have our own individual units. But the problem is, we run everything as a business in this world. And who's going to create a system where once they sell it to you, well now there's no other product to sell to you? Maybe there's a market for it, maybe there's a not there's not maybe it's just short term, but there's that's that's not that is a finite lifespan from a business standpoint. So in part, we need to switch our mindset. And I think that by, by becoming more self-sufficient with energy, we will drive down the need to make as much money. That would save us a couple thousand dollars a year. So we need, I think, a paradigm shift. In our relationship to things, we need to be thinking more renewable, reusable. What's good for the environment? There's, there's so much I think that that needs to change out there. I, I pulled a bunch of different articles talking about just the regulation of energy and the restrictions in different states. Um, you know, some other articles about uh, apparently there was a place called the Garden of Eden in Texas. They were raided by SWAT team members, I guess. Uh, Only one person ended up being arrested for traffic violations. So it sounds like the government was harassing them. You see a lot of incidents of this, and I'm not saying that's not happening. What we need to do, step number one, if you're looking to live off-grid, understand what the local code, code enforcement states in that community that you're looking to go to. Don't go try to pick a fight. That, you know... If we want to move forward, we need the least amount of resistance, the least amount of conflict possible. So go to an area that's going to allow you to to live that type of lifestyle. Build that up. Prove that it works. Market that. Make your positive videos about that. Hey, here's the county I live in. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what works. You could probably end up making some money off of that if you want to put that out and sell it. Again, don't rip people off. You deserve to be paid for your labor and your efforts. But let's do it the right way. Instead of just saying, oh, the government's against us, which, again, I I don't trust them right now. But we need to find a better way because right now what's being pushed and crammed down our throats is conflict, conflict, conflict. The rights are being taken away. Let's work with what we have right now and, and try to circumvent that fight. And then let the proof be in the pudding. Make it public. Instead of all these articles that are spreading the conflict and the fear and the problems, let's start building viable solutions. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Let's put those plans into action. It's not going to happen overnight. I've been trying to slowly pull myself and my family off the grid for years now. Simple things in in minimizing the, the... You know, changing the way that we shop, changing the way that we use energy in our house, uh, you know, purchasing different things. Like I said, I put in a wood burner last year, Um, you, you know, so I don't have to be connected as much to the grid. Every little bit helps, but it's a little bit at a time and sometimes it's baby steps, although we may just want to jump right into it. But by taking small steps, that's going to guarantee, in my opinion, that that's going to become a natural way of life for you as opposed to just a drastic change it's a lot harder to maintain that. So if it's a gradual change, we're thinking long-term here. And yes, it needs to happen immediately, but we need to really start thinking long-term here and start making those changes right now. There's so much more I wanted to say, but I got to keep this one short today. You know, I'd love to hear what you're doing to live off-grid. What resistance have you met? What facts have you found? What codes in your county? Throw it on my Facebook wall. I've been putting a lot more attention on the Facebook feed. You can find it at servicechange.com. Just click on my Facebook. It's on the left-hand side. Start sharing the problems and and the solutions. What's working, what's not working? But we got to stop spreading this conflict. We need to be conscious of that. OK, and I'm guilty of it, too, again, because we're emotional creatures. And sometimes it hits me like, man, this is messed up where I'm going to look into this a little bit more. So, all right. I found I feel like I'm rambling now. I'd like to give a big thank you to everybody that's uh, continually listening to the show and sharing the links. It really means the world. It helps this show to grow. If you think this is good information, please, I can't ask you enough. Please just hit that share button, share it, and help spread the word. Uh, you know, I, I really am trying to expand with this show. I've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, you know, working hard this week on food for the Archons. I, I think I'm close to being done with the first draft. I received the artwork for my cover this week on food for the Archons. Um, it's amazing how an artist in one picture can capture what it takes me thousands of words to say. Uh, so she really nailed it. I'm planning some kind of cover reveal. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but uh, you know, I, I got to add that artwork into my cover uh, as this project is coming to life. But it was really uh, exciting to see that. So uh, the the journey continues with that. You can again, you can read book one for free. Uh, I am human, and we are not who we think we are. Just go to servicechange.com, click on the red button that says "Get My Free Ebook." Um, it's an important journey, and, and I think this type of information is what needs to go viral because that's where the change comes from. It doesn't have to be some violent conflicting battle sometimes it is but you're going to find what i'm finding is the greatest battle is the battle within ourselves understanding who we are our connection to this world and the manipulation that's happening because of our ignorance of that connection that's where we need to be focused and that ties into everything that i'm talking about even with this off-grid stuff because it's the intent behind what you're doing if you're doing it thinking well i'm going to fight this Well, you're putting that negativity out there into that field that we're all interacting with. If you're putting it going, this is sustainable, this is great, I'm happy about it, well, that's a whole different ballgame right there. And that's the way we need to be going, in my humble uh, but loud opinion. So... Uh, again, that's all the time I have. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my friend Sean this week uh, for just constantly hitting me up and and uh, sharing my stuff and and uh, you know just had a lot of good discussions with him this week. So Sean, thanks for listening. I uh, greatly appreciate it. Everyone else, thank you so much. I'm Dennis Nappy the Second. This has been the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change, never stop questioning, and keep an open mind. Thank you.
0: And the other people that disabilities, 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 and the other people that disabilities,
1: Truth seekers.